that as we lay it all down, as we come before you now, that, Lord, that we would truly let it all out. Lord God, lay it all down on that altar. That, Jesus, that you would have your way in us. That, Lord, have your way in us. May it be our prayer and our heart and our cry today that we would come and encounter you, Jesus. Lord, we invite you in this place. You're at work already. Lord, as we open up your word, may you illuminate that to us, that we would hear and know and see what you're up to and what you say to us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You may take a seat. It has been an awesome morning, right? I need to change this because I'm left-handed. <laughs> this is, um, it, have a guess how much this thing weighs, people. It's like 20-something kilos. It's pretty heavy, but um, welcome. My name's Michelle, if we haven't met. Um, so great to be gathered here this morning. I know there's lots of friends and families, which I forgot to say welcome to earlier, who have come specifically for these baby dedications. So much so, some grandparents from over east. So welcome. You made it across. This is great. So welcome to church. If there's anyone else here that is new, welcome, as Riley had mentioned. My name's Michelle, part of the team here, and we're just in an incredible, great season, right, where we just love life and, like, God is at work. We come off the back of Easter and just the energy. I don't know if it's from the Easter eggs or, or just what it is, but there's lots of energy to burn off. But this morning, as we do, um, come around the Word to be able to open that up, that as we open up the Word of God, what we believe is that it's living, it's active, and is alive today. It is have the power to be able to change us in this moment as we lean in and listen to that. And we're going to be looking in at Isaiah today in chapter 40, verses 27 to 31. And as we do that, just love to um, give you a bit of a backdrop, an introduction as to what this scripture is saying to us. And I'm not sure about you, but for many of us maybe in this room, that there's been hard times, difficult times, and we see this in Isaiah where they've had some incredible difficult times. And this morning that as we, we think about that, and if you're not in that space today, we praise God. But what we do know that, what is inevitable, that we come against, right, some difficult, some hard times across the journey of life. Um, some of those being serious, some things being not as serious, but they may be few and far between, or they might be a constant thing that comes at us. But what we do have and what we have got at our access as we believe in God Almighty is that when these things do happen, that we know the one who we can turn to and we know the one who we hope in. So this morning as we do that, we're going to open up the word and what it says here in um, Isaiah and what they've been going through is that this encouragement of word that we, we read today is this encouraging news that God promises to set his people free from the world of hardships, from their burdens, from their um, they're being captive, from these enslavements, by all these things that are happening to them. And he also promises that he will walk with them, everyone who believes in him, that he is going to walk with them through every trial, through every temptation, through every hard time, that he will be with them. And he not only walks people through that, but what we know of God is that he brings us through victoriously, that he brings us through these hard things that we may not see it or face it. I know when I walk through hard times, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't see the victory in this. 
But what we know is true, that God brings it all for good for what he is doing in and through our lives. That no matter what may be gripping us or what has got hold of us, that we know the truth, that God is at work and he is one that is able to bring us through that. So at the time here when Isaiah is writing this message of salvation, what we have to recognise and what we know about the Jews and what they're facing here is that they have gone through 160 plus years of difficult times. Now, that's a lot, right? <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's some hard years. 160 plus years of just difficult times and hard stuff coming their way. For about 93 of those years, uh, like they just got this weakness of this nation and this stream of just momentum of just one thing after another, this stuff that's happening to them, where they fall to the nation of Babylon. And then they had departed 70 years, just scattered throughout this Babylon empire. And so we pick it up now in Isaiah, in, verse, in chapter 40, verse 27. Let's have a little sip of water here. Um, it picks up in 27. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel... My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even the youths grow tired and weary. That's encouraging. These young ones, that's why they sleep so much, I think. They're just tired, they're weary, they're young. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. What we see here, the the Jews are facing these hard times. As I said, like 160 years. That's a a lot of years to, to face and to have these hard times, difficult times that are coming up against them. And so they've got cause to wonder God, have you forgotten us? Where are you? Do you not realise what we're going through? These hard things, this stuff is happening to us. And where are you? What are you doing? Can you see what I'm going through? Have any of us felt like this? Yes, I've, I've felt like this. So when we go through difficult times, often we get those same questions coming up, those same feelings of, does God realise what I'm going through? Does, where is he? What's he up to? As a congregation this size, I can imagine that there'll be many of us that as we we pan back in the last 12 months, that we've probably been up against some hard times, difficult times. And what I love about this scripture is that this frailty of faith faith and why why this is happening and all these questions that we may be asking, that although we go through these difficult times, that what we are reminded of is of an everlasting God the one who brings strength and who can be, um, be depended upon, that as we hope in him, that he is there and he is able. So today I'm, I've titled my message, um, Breaking Strength Barriers. Are we ready for that? Break some barriers, kick some butt. This is what we're going to do today. So this morning as we do that, what I see that these breaking these strength barriers, when God's saying, talking about this renewed strength, And through difficult times, through times where we're facing challenges, it doesn't feel like actually I'm feeling that strong during that time. But this renewed strength, how do we 
we get that? How do we have access to it? What's God saying here? These young ones, even they're weary, but I can bring this renewed strength. And so this first um, thought I had was breaking down barriers or breaking barriers. And I, I wonder even in my own life that sometimes, you know, breaking the barriers over my life often starts with actually what's going on in my mind. This idea of what am I speaking to myself, what am I saying, and how much power is in this little mind of ours ticking over all day long. I was looking that up and just investigating what, what does the mind have in, in control, in focus, in what we're, we're thinking about. And it says the mind's tendency to want to control is so strong and so habitual that we often don't realise when it tries to push our inner wisdom and our natural sense of ease and love aside. We feel anxious, fearful, sad, resentful when we give over our mind to much power. That idea of our mind is controlling what we're feeling, what we're thinking, how we're going about things. And then the mind also, guess how many thoughts we have per day? I'll tell you. 6,200 thoughts. That's a lot of thinking, right? That's a lot of, when I was like blown away, I'm like, oh, that's why, you know, those nights when you're up and you've still got the extra 3,000 going at night. Uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's ticking over to the next day or it's just the remaining from that day. But when I think about the 6,200 thoughts that are going through my mind, how many of those are fixed on the things that I can see, that I can touch, that I can feel, as opposed to how many of those thoughts are the thoughts of God? How many of those thoughts are tuned towards what heaven says? How many of those thoughts are thinking, actually not of this world, but of the things of the kingdom of heaven, of where we are actually going to reside. What are those thoughts? And so I see that, and we look at here with Jacob, where he starts complaining, like, God, where are you? Where, what are you doing? What are you? He's taking his eyes off God, and his eyes on this situation, which, let's face it, 160 years is a long time. I'd probably start complaining also after 160 hours. Um, that our mind will control where we're heading and where we're focused, what we're thinking, how we're thinking, and where we will go as a response to how our mind is perceiving things. The barriers of our lives and how we see that power to be able to either break barriers to be able to have things in our life where we feel like maybe they've been there all along, or maybe they're things that we've set for ourselves, or maybe they're things that people, other people have put on. When we lock on our minds of the things of heaven, it starts changing some of these barriers that are in front of us. It starts breaking down some of those walls that we tend to put up that will keep us stayed and fixed. What the temptation is sometimes is to be able to um, be comfortable and fixed in the places that we feel like, oh, this is just me, this is where I, uh, where I reside, this is what I'm at, I'm like this age and this is what I do and I can't do those other things, that's for the young weary people, this is what I do. Or maybe it's hard and challenging times and you're like so consumed and rightfully so and I don't dismiss any feelings because... If anyone has been through a hard and difficult time, it is so hard 
to be able to think outside of that. But what we see in this scripture and what we know is true as faith believers and trusting God is that our everlasting God is available to us. And it's those things where our mind should reside in. Those things are the things that our mind should be fully occupied with in order to break some barriers in our life, in order to break down some of those things that are set before us. Words that have spoken up over us that would say, hey, that's not for you, it's for others. Because once we start attuning our ear to the ear of heaven, once we start attuning our hearts and our lives to the things of God, that we start thinking very differently about who we are, about what we'll come up against, about the things and the places that we'll go to. Because we understand that there is an everlasting Father who is leading us, guiding us, and He is the biggest voice in our, in our lives. And He is the one that is directing where we're going. Those feelings that where we see is so powerful in how we think. That cause, I love in the scripture where Jacob's complaining and where's God, have I hidden from him, what's going on? And it says, do you not know, and I feel like this is for us today, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is everlasting God, the creator of all ends of the earth. He doesn't grow weary, he doesn't get tired, he's understanding no one can fathom. We're in difficult times. I don't understand what's happening, but God does. But God does. And he uses every part of that. And when we think about these breaking barriers, we think about the limitations that we put upon our own lives because of our mind of what we're thinking and what we're, we're, we're saying to ourselves and believing of ourselves. I was thinking about this, and just recently I've been in lots of conversations with um, people that love to run. Who loves to run? In this crowd. Oh, yeah, see, it's good. I'm in good company. This, uh, Riley, put your hand up. Oh, no, he doesn't love to run. He runs. Um, he runs, but he doesn't love to run. Um, but just recently, just uh, take the love part of the running away, because I don't think anyone loves that. Um, just been in lots of conversations with different people, and they, they run 5K. Karen's a 5K runner. She is. Gets up, goes running. My girlfriends, I catch up with them, still from primary school. We catch up, and one of them just runs 5Ks every day, as you do. And um, I'm hearing her, and I'm like, Roz, when did you start running, like, all these Ks? And she goes, yeah, but I just started off, and um, I run now 5Ks every day. And I'm like, what I hear myself saying is I don't run. I don't run. I don't want to run. I'm not interested in running. Even when I was 14 years old, 200 metres, that's my sweet spot. Um, don't give me the running. I'd run the 1,500 metres thinking I'm running the 200 metres and start throwing up after I've finished. But um, I don't run and I hear myself saying this. And then I was chatting with some of the guys on staff. They've picked up running and they were talking, Riley ran a 10K, um, talking about their running and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This is so good. I'd like, in that moment, I say to myself and I've caught myself saying it aloud again, I don't run. I don't want to run. I'm sore. I'm turning 49. There's no reason why to run. There's no reason. And so I'm, I'm picking up on this, and anyhow, I was out on a treadmill, and I started off, and I love to walk. I can walk for forever. Walking's great. And so I started walking, headphones in, rattle, you know, this worship song rattle. Oh, wow, you can do anything when you put that on. And put the worship song on, and I started walking. I'm like, oh, this is good. Pick up the pace and 
put it up a little bit more, speed went up, and I started jogging, and I'm like, oh, look at me go, and um, jog, 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 I jogged for 1.8 kilometres, that was like, remember, my limit was one minute, maybe two, 200 metres, maybe something like this, uh, one minute was my uh, absolute limit of how fast and how far I could run, that was it, but before I knew it, it was like 1.8, and then I was chatting with Riley, I think at that point, and he was telling me about his running, and I was just really inspired. But also catching myself at that point, no, I don't run. And so when I hear that mindset, I got picked up and it tweaked me to say, what are you saying over your life right now? You keep telling yourself you can't run. For all good, noble reasons, you're old, sore knees, <laughs> all these sorts of things. <laughs> and I caught myself saying it. But when we look at this idea of breaking barriers, when I keep telling myself I can't run or I can't run 5Ks, is I'm never going to run it because I keep telling myself I'm not going to do it. So now I'm changing the mindset. I'm setting out, I'm going to run 5Ks. But this idea, for what are we telling ourselves? What are we saying in our mind that we are? it's causing us to actually limit who we are, to be able to keep us like safe, comfortable in a place. But actually, how do we change the power of our mindset to be able to think of the things that are beyond that barrier, whatever that barrier is? In the scripture, it, it talks about taking captive every thought and bring it in the space of Lord Jesus Christ to be able to take captive anything that is not bringing life to you, anything that would hold you back to bring captive into the space and into Jesus Christ because it's in that place where he brings light and life to it that we hand it over. Today we sung all on the altar. We grab those thoughts. What are you saying about your life? What are you saying you can't do? And how do you grab captive off that? and lay it down, to be able to say, Jesus, I'm not going to listen to those things, I'm going to listen to the one who has created me, who is everlasting God, who has a plan and purpose for me, what I see now may not be the thing that will happen in my life in a, a year's time, two years time, who knows what's going to take place, because God can work in all situations, and it's incredible what he can do in our lives. And the next idea is overcoming barriers. I see in order to breaking these strength barriers in our lives is requiring this overcoming some stuff and be able to overcome and to be able to overcome the things that we may be conditioned to. I'd love to just play this clip for a minute and um, the guys are going to put it up for us. The lid is placed inside the jar and the lid is then sealed. They are left undisturbed for three days. Then, when the jar is opened, the fleas will not jump out. In fact, the fleas will never jump higher than the level set by the lid. Their behavior is now set for the rest of their lives. And when these fleas reproduce, their offspring will automatically follow their example. How crazy is that, hey? 
but I hope that gives you a bit of a picture of these fleas are in there for three days and they're conditioned to that place where they will not jump now above that lid level and their offspring after will not jump above that. I think sometimes in our lives, even the generational stuff that might be present in our life, some of those things we take hold of and we carry through. Oh, this is just what the family does. This is just who we are. It's not who we are in the light of our creator. It's not who we are in the one who has designed us, formed us and made us because his plans and purpose for us are far greater than what we can hope or imagine. That it is he who is at work and he who has called us and he who has formed us that that is the way that we are directed and led. I think in my life and um, the places where I am today, if I think back on 10 years, depending on our journeys here this morning, when you look at the power of a living God in our lives, it just makes me shake my head as to what he is able to do in my life. Far greater than what I ever thought was possible, that he works in our lives. He takes these broken vessels and he says, I can do something amazing with that. That for each one of us, that there is no generational thing. There is no whatever that someone's spoken over your life. There is no nothing that you speak over your life that God cannot use and make amazing. That he works in and through each one of our lives. Sometimes it takes um, that beyond thinking of what we are capable of. To be able to overcome some of those things in our life. And what I see is a powerful thing for us as we look at overcoming barriers is that to be able to have communities around us that help us to be able to take us to places we wouldn't probably go on our own. To be able to have that idea here at True North Church, we talk about this mentoring culture that someone in your space, in your life that is able to come alongside and be able to help you to go to the places where you feel God's calling you to. Sometimes we can't do that on our own. We have bad days, flat days and days you just don't want to get out of bed. But to have that person alongside you or a group alongside you that will say encouragement and give you hope. Sometimes when you have no hope, to be able to help you to get past and overcome those barriers in your life. That even as we talk about this alpha party coming, and you might be just new on this faith journey, and what an incredible opportunity it is to be able to have a space where it kicks off with a great party, but then come around a table and create community and where you get encouragement to be able to walk the walk that God is setting out, laying out before you. Ask those questions, have great meals, have a great space. That as we become these people that are growing from strength to strength, I feel sometimes what helps us when you look at just a physical point of view and a personal trainer, what they're able to be able to do in someone who says, hey, I want to get stronger. What they'll do is they'll get that person lifting heavier weights, being more athletic, better diet, better physique, all these things because they will make you do things you don't want to do. They, they, they're there for that reason. You're paying them to do this to be able to take you to a place where you are fitter, where you're getting those goals you want to go. Who is it that we've got in our life that we can say, hey, keep me accountable or speak into my life. I want to achieve this. That I believe that as we overcome barriers, 
having a community to do that with is super helpful to be able to get us to the places we're wanting to go. And as we wrap up, this idea of this renewed strength. I love that when we are weary, when we have nothing left, when we feel like there is no place to go, what we have an opportunity to do is to place our hope in God, that he will renew our strength, that it is he who we wait on is the Lord, and that no matter what our age is, that the Lord will strengthen us, that he will keep us, that he will energise us. It doesn't matter if you're young or old or in between. This isn't just for the young people, that they will be renewed in strength. But actually for every one of us, talks about how we can hope in God, that He'll give us that vigour, He will give us our strength, and that He'll renew that in our lives. To hope in the Lord and to be able to trust in our God, to be able to know that He is worthy of that and that He is there for us. This word renew means to exchange. And what, as we wrap up today, this idea of what He wants to exchange is to be able to take the parts of us that are feeling a bit weak and weary and, and just a little bit flat. And He says, come, I'll exchange that for my strength. This renewed strength that is He will give us. That although we may be facing hard times, maybe we're, we're in this good season, that what is available to us is that as we hope in Him, as we, we renew our strength, as we exchange our weakness for His strength, that He is able to equip us, that He is able to build us up, that the Lord will build up everyone who believes in Him, empowering us, not just to make it through, but that we will soar like an eagle. That picture of an eagle who just flies and glides. The storm's still happening. I can't guarantee you that they won't be there. It will still happen. But what is that offer to us is that as we trust in our God, that He exchanges, He says, come, I know you're weary, I know you're weak, I know you've just got nothing left. I'll give you this. I'll give you my strength. The one who created all of heaven and earth, He says, come, and I'll exchange your weakness for my strength. And that's what we've got available to us today that we won't just go through life. How's your week? Yeah, okay. But actually we'd be energised, that we would have the strength of the God, that we would have vigour, that we would be renewed anew and afresh today because of the Almighty God who is at work in us and through us this morning. I'd love to invite us all to stand. And as the team come, and I'd love to offer that to anybody this picture of this beautiful exchange with God this morning. This beautiful exchange that it doesn't matter where you're at, but what we have got this morning available to us is that we have the opportunity to be able to hope and trust in our God, anew and afresh, whether you're in a good time, a bad time or anything in, in between, that we don't just walk through life but we will soar and run and we will walk. We'll even maybe enjoy running. Who knows? Here's the thing. That, that 5K mindset of mine, I broke it this week. 
I broke it this week, not once, but twice. Do you know why? As I run, I don't enjoy running. There's nothing fun about it. As I ran, what I put on is that music. What I had in my mind sight, what I had in my thoughts. I was praying. Do you remember those Alpha testimonies? I was praying that, God, I can't wait for the Sunday where every story is, the whole service is filled with stories from Alpha. I can't wait as I hear and know the plan of Women's Conference, that lives are going to be changed, not fixed on my legs running at this point, but fixed on the things of God. It honestly, it changes everything. It changes everything. This morning we had that opportunity to come before God, to come and say, God, I want your strength. I want that vigour. I want to fly. I don't want to cruise through life. I want to soar like that eagle, just flying and gliding through. That's what I want. As the band's going to play, I think we're, what are we playing? I'm surrounded. They're going to play. What I'm going to invite us to do, if you want that strength, I'm just going to invite you, just come up the front. I'm just going to pray for us and then we're going to sing. We're going to sing that. So come You want to fly like an eagle. You want the strength of God in your life. You want to live in the hope and the trust that God is at work in our lives, not just sitting low-key, standing around, doing our daily thing. I want to be tapped into what God is doing, His strength, His might, His power available to us today. I'd invite you to come as they sing.